بسم الله الحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين ومن تمسك بسنته إلى يوم الدين ثم أما بعد الحمد لله الحمد كثيرا طيبا مباركا فيه continue going over the tremendous advice directed towards the Muslim women that was given by the Fadil Shaykh Al-Allama Shaykh Saleh Al-Fawzan Hridhullahu Ta'ala Qaw Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala He says وَعَاشِرُوهُنَّ بِالْمَعْرُوفِ And live with them in good. And live with them in good. In Arab. وَقَالَ تَعَالَى And Allah Ta'ala He says فَإِمْسَاكُمْ بِمَعْرُوفِ أَوْ تَصْرِيحٌ بِإِحْسَانٍ So retain her upon reasonable and good terms, retain her in goodness, or release her in kindness. Al-Allama, Shaykh Salih, Al-Fawzan, Ta'ala, he says, فَعْلَاقَةُ الرِّجَالِ أو فَعْلَاقَةُ الرَّجُلِ بِالْمَرْأَةِ عَلَاقَةُ وَطِيدَةِ يجب أن تكون هذه العلاقة مبنية على ما شرعه الله سبحانه وتعالى. يسوس the connection with the woman, a man's connection to a woman, then it is a strong connection. It is a connection that is firm and one that is strong. Therefore, it is incumbent that this connection be one that is built upon that which Allah has legislated. And this is in all aspects of that connection and that relationship. And as mentioned in previous gatherings, that which is intended by the connection or yani, a man's connection with the woman meaning what? in marriage in marriage Naam. so the whole of their relationship should be in compliance to that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has legislated so therefore from the very beginning Naam, there will only be a connection by way of halal means there will only be a relationship that is halal. So for a man and a woman to have a relationship and to have a connection, then that connection and that relationship could only be in the bounds of marriage. Could only be in the institution of marriage. And even within that institution of marriage, all of their dealings with one another, the whole of their relationship, 
it should be built on that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has legislated. That which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he has legislated. The Shaykh Allah ta'ala he goes on and he says وَيَجِبُ أَن تَكُونَ هَذِهِ الْعَلَاقَةِ مَبَنِيَّ عَلَى مَا شَرَعَهُ اللَّهِ سُبْحَانُهُ وَتَعَالَى مِنَ الْعِشْرَةِ الطَّيِّبَةِ وَرِعَاةِ الْكَنِيمَةِ وَمُعَامَلَةِ الْحَسَنَةِ وَكَذَلِكَ مِنْ نَاحِيَةِ الْمُتْعَةِ الزَّوْجِيَّةِ بِأَن تَكُونَ وَفْقَ مَا أَبَاحَهُ اللَّهِ سُبْحَانُهُ وَتَعَالَى قال الله سبحانه وتعالى نساءكم حرف لكم فأتوا حرفكم أن شئتم وقدموا لأنفسكم واتقوا الله واعلموا أنكم ملاقوه وبشر المؤمنين شيخ فوزاني says so it is a must it is incumbent that this connection between the man and the woman, between the husband and the wife, then it is built upon that which Allah has legislated. It is built upon that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he has legislated. From living with her honorably, from cohabitating and living with her honorably, and thus her living with him honorably that they live with one another in an honorable situation and honorably also as relates to the noble guardianship and as relates to the way in which they interact with one another they should interact with one another in a most beautiful and excellent of manners they should interact and deal with one another in a beautiful way. So their mutual dealings one to another should be in a good way, in hasana, should be in a good manner, in a good way. The Shaykh Allah Ta'ala, he says, even from the standpoint, even from the standpoint of intimacy, even from the standpoint of the, mar of the marital enjoyments, meaning intimacy, that this tool has to be built upon that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has legislated. So the Shaykh says, so even the enjoyment of marriage or the marital bliss and intimacy then it must be in compliance to that which Allah has made permissible. It must be in compliance to that which Allah has made permissible. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he mentions inside of his noble book, نِسَاءُكُمْ حَرُثٌ لَكُمْ فَأْتُوا حَرُثَكُمْ أَنَّا شِئْتُمْ that your wives, they are 
your wives, they are a tilth for you. So go to your tilth when or how you will. So go to your tilth when and how you will. نساؤكم حرف لكم فأتوا حرفكم أن شئتم That your wives, they are a tilth for you. So go unto your tilth how and when you will. Meaning how and when you will in a halal manner. In a halal manner. على كل حال The Shaykh, he mentions that even in the marital enjoyment, meaning the intimacy between the husband and between the wife, it must be built upon that which Allah has made permissible. Thus Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says, نِسَاءُكُمْ حَرْثٌ لَكُمْ فَأْتُوا حَرْثَكُمْ أَنَّا شِئْتُمْ That your wives, they are a tilth for you. So go to your tilth when, meaning during those prescribed times that are, that it is permissible to do such. Now, when it is permissible to do such. So go to them when, and how you please, meaning. You go to them in a manner that is permissible. You go to them in a manner that is permissible. Now, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He also says here in this ayah, وَقَدِّمُونِ أَنفُسِكُمْ And to put forth good deeds for yourself. To put forth good deeds for yourself. Naam. Because as it comes in the authentic hadith from the Prophet wherein he informs us that the individual when he fulfills his desires in a halal manner, then he is rewarded. This is a good deed. This is a good deed. And he is rewarded by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for doing such. Naam. So it is a reminder to us that even in this aspect of intimacy, we have guidance from the kitab and guidance from the sunnah. So thus Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he has made it clear to us the time in which it is permissible to go unto our wives and the time that we are to avoid such intimacy meaning when they are on their menstruation postpartum bleeding then we are to avoid intercourse at these times it's not permissible in these times and the manner in which is permissible has been fully Explained, so we have to go in a permissible manner. And anything or the way in which is not permissible, then it is not permissible, and we are to avoid it. So, therefore, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala 
He says also in this ayah, وَاتَّقُوا اللَّهِ And fear Allah. And fear Allah. وَاعْلَمُوا أَنَّكُمْ مُلَاقُوهُ And know. And know that you're going to meet Him. Know that you're going to meet Him, meaning you're going to meet Allah So fear Allah in all aspects of your relationship with your wives. Fear Allah, O sisters, in all aspects of the relationship with your husbands, even when it comes down to intimacy. Fear Allah. Because rarely you will meet Allah. And give glad tidings to the believers. Give glad tidings to the believers. Naam. Qala Shaykh Fawzan, Hanullah Ta'ala, Faman Huna, Tadharu Lana, Ahamiya to Hadi Hilmarah, Fil Mushtamir. He says, So thus we again are able to see, thus we again are able to see the importance, the importance of the women inside of the society. We're able to see the importance of the women inside of the society. Naam. Because we are to live and cohabit with the women in a good manner. The guardianship and the concern should be in one that is noble. We should interact and deal with them in a most excellent manners. That society that is built up of men and women, that society that is built up of men and women, then it must be one where the men and the women they come together with the connection of Islam, the connection of the Sharia, meaning they come together in the relationship of marriage. And that that marriage is built upon, that that marriage is built upon good and built upon that which Allah has legislated. That is built upon that which Allah has legislated. Because what Allah has legislated, that it is good in every which way, shape and form. And that all of our interactions are built upon that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has legislated and made permissible. When an individual reflects on the totality of the woman's involvement in life, in the success of life in this world, then he will understand, she will understand the importance of the woman inside of the society. And on the flip side, if these things are not maintained, and if these things are not preserved, and if there are infringements in the likes of these things, then the dangers and the harm and the destruction that comes from the neglect of these affairs, then we know it is tremendous. So therefore, we see or we can better understand and better appreciate the importance of the woman inside of the society, the importance of the woman inside of the society. There will be no society if it's all men. There'll be no society like that. Likewise, there'll be no society if it's all women. There'll be no society like that. The Shaykh says, فَإِنَّ الْمَرْأَةَ قَرِينَةُ الرَّجُلُ وَشَرِيكَتَهُ he says, because verily the woman, she is the the like the twin of the man. She's the twin of the man. and she is his associate. She is his partner. 
You see, the woman, she is the companion and the partner of the man. You understand? There will be no society without men and women. There will be no society without men and women. And this is how it has been. Mundu Mata. Since when? The Shaykh says, Mundu and Khalaq Allah. Al Insan. Al Awad. Wahua Adam. Alayhi Salatu was Salam. Khalaq Allahu. Al Murah. Wakadalika la tazalu sunnatullah. Azawajal. Kama hiya ila anta kumusa'a. Sunnat Allah al-lati qad khalat min qabl. Walan tajida li sunnatillahi tabadila. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He has made it the way that there are men and women. And men and women they make up the society. From when? The shaykh, he says, from the time or from when Allah created the first human being, and, and it was Adam, والسلام, Allah created for him his wife, Hawa. Allah created for him his wife, Ma'am. And thus, and thus, وَكَذَلِكَ لَا تَزَالُ سُنَّةُ اللَّهِ And likewise, the sunnah of Allah, it is like this and it is consistent, it has not changed. Just like it will not change until the day of judgment, until the establishment of the hour. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Al-Fatiha, in Surah Al-Fatiha, in his verse 23, inshallah ta'ala, this also is for homework. And before that, the ayah, Nisa'ukum harfun lakum, that your wives, they are your tilth, to the end of the ayah, then that can be found in Surah Baqarah. Verse 223. Homework. Surah Al Baqarah 223. And Surah Al Fatah. Verse 23. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says, Sunnah Allah min This is the Sunnah of Allah. This is Allah's way. This is Allah's way. With regards to that which has passed, this was Allah's way of old, was that societies were built of men and women, Naam, who came together with in marriage, who through and in that bounds of marriage had children. And thus generations became, yani, uh, uh, gave way to other generations, to following generations, and so on and so forth. You understand? This was Allah's way when it came to the people of old in antiquity. And you won't find any change to Allah's Sunnah. You won't find any change to Allah's Sunnah. This is the Sunnah of Allah that a man and a woman come together in marriage. But you find the nasty, despicable, and corrupt individuals from our time and those who are around before our time who met the end, who were gone, who left nothing for generations to follow them. You find the ones in our time, they want to try to alter and change the narrative. They want us to believe in 
this understanding of a modern family, that a modern family is not restricted to just the traditional family. When they say traditional family, they mean a family that's comprised of a mother and a father. A mother and a father who have children. They, they want to come and say no, they want to challenge this, right? They want to challenge marriage and say no, no, marriage is not um, the union between a man and a woman, but marriage could ha take on a broader aspect. It can take on a broader aspect. It can take on a, 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 a more variations. So with them, they're saying that the marriage can be between a man and a man. Or the marriage can be between a woman and a woman. Or that the family can be made up of a father and a father and children. Or it can be made up of a mother and a mother and children. These individuals, and they, and, they, and they try to bring this to us and saying that this is what it means to be modern, this is what it means to be civilized, this is what it means to be tolerant, and so on and so forth. And we don't tolerate this. Why? Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says, Sunnah Allah qad This is the Sunnah of Allah that was like that in the old times. When in Sunnah you won't find Allah's Sunnah changing. You won't find Allah's Sunnah changing. So despite what these evil individuals they want to try to force down the throats of society, because these individuals in reality, they're the ones who are not tolerant. They're the ones who don't tolerate other people's disapproval of their lifestyle. They're the ones who do not tolerate other people's disapproval of their lifestyle and the viewing of their lifestyle as being despicable because this is what it is. They don't tolerate that. They want to force us into submission to agree to their way of life. And anything that is less than that, then it is deemed to be intolerant, it is deemed to be homophobic, or to the like of it, or, you know, or to the end of that in which they say. But you know they can keep what they say. Because the reality of it is, is that you have never found a society that was built of all women. Nor have you ever found a society that was built of all men. Why? Because the person with the weakest of intellects will know such a society will only last for one generation. As soon as all of those men are dead, that's it. As soon as all those women are dead, that's it. So the like of this understanding is an understanding that in actuality is anti-human. It is against humanity. Because if this understanding were to take hold and everybody were to take hold and take up to the practicing of it, the human beings will be extinct. Human beings, they will be gone. There will be no more human beings upon the earth within a century. All human beings will be gone. When the last one died, that's it. So how can such a concept, how can such a construction be good? How can such a construction be good when it's a construction that if it was applied upon the great masses of the people would lead to the extinction of the human beings? How can that be good? How? When there are individuals who put in protocols to commit genocide on a particular people, we say that's a war crime, that's wrong. How you gonna do that? And it's wrong, no doubt. It's a war crime, no doubt. No one's gonna argue that point. It's bad, it's wrong. But how can that be wrong? 
But yet other protocols that threaten human beings as a species is supposed to be tolerated. Now see, that don't make sense. You understand? That don't make sense. So just like genocide on a particular people is wrong, that which can lead to the extinction of humanity as a whole, extinction of the human beings, the human, huh? then of course this is the most wrong in this, in, in this, in this, in this, in this topic. Allah's sunnah is that what? The society is comprised of the men and the women. The men and the women. The woman, she is the partner of the man. She is the associate of the man. They go together. Qareena to rajul. She is she, the one that's with the man. They stick together. This is Allah's sunnah. This is how societies are built. This is how children... Huh? This is this this is a, a, the the protocols by which Allah Subhanahu wa Taala He has put for human beings to what to have children, and no matter what these despicable people they will do, we know on a biological level they will never be able to accomplish this. A man and a man can have children; they cannot have children, can't have children. A woman and a woman they can't have children, and then the fools they come and they say, "Oh, but we can adopt." Yes, you adopting what you adopting a child that came from what a man and a woman. Not a woman and a woman, not a man and a man, so they can play games, they can play semantics and so on and so forth, but the reality of it is, is that they can't have children. These despicable individuals, may not have The Shaykh Abidullah Ta'ala, he goes on, and this is just another understanding before mentioning and going on, Another understanding, another wisdom, so we understand the Islamic stance against homosexuality. How is not that which is tolerated? Is not that which is allowed in the deen? Remember that what that all of our connections, all of our relationships, all of our lives had to be built upon that which Allah has legislated. Has to be built upon that which Allah has made permissible. And whatever evil person would like that to be different, it doesn't change the reality. It's like an individual who he wants, uh, yeah, he wants uh, ice to be hot and he wants fire to be cold no matter how much he wants it doesn't change the reality it is what it is fire is hot ice is cold you understand so despite what these individuals they may want from their crooked their twisted desires despite what they may want from their crooked and twisted uh, because their fitrah yani has been has been corrupted and has been twisted and 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 and, 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 that, and that they are morally bankrupt despite despite what they may want doesn't change the reality. Doesn't change the reality. Doesn't change anything. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the Shaykh goes on to say, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, awjaba ala rajul ta'atam. Allah has made it mandatory upon the man to obey him. Wa'ibadatu and to and to worship him. وَأَوْجَبَ عَلَى النِّسَاءِ كَذَلِكَ طَاعَتَهُ وَعِبَادَتَهُ وَحْدَهُ لَا شَرِيكَ لَهُ And likewise, Allah has made it obligatory upon the woman to obey him and to worship him alone, without any partners. Allah has made this binding upon the men and binding upon the women. There's no difference in that affair. There's no difference in that affair. 
ووعد المحسنين ووعد المحسن من صنفين بالأجر الجزيل and Allah has promised the one who does good the good doer from both meaning those men who do good and those women who do good those women who do good and those men who do good Allah has promised both of them a tremendous reward a tremendous reward وَتَوَعَدَ الْمُسِيءِ مِنْ صُنْفَيْنِ وَالْعُقُوبَةِ and Allah has threatened and Allah has made a truthful promise that will be fulfilled for those who do bad for the wrongdoer, the evildoer from both types be it a man or a woman be it a woman or a man that the wrongdoer whether man or woman then they are threatened with punishment and they are threatened with chastisement. فالرجل والمرأة سواء من ناحية التكاليف الشرعية في الجملة. Sheikh says so that the men and the women they are the same as relates to the legislative responsibilities in general. In general, as relates to the legislative responsibilities, the men and the women they are the same. وإن كانت مرأة قد تخص بالأشياء دون الرجال من التكاليف الشرعية. The Sheikh he says and يعني in general the men and the women they have the same responsibilities. He said and this is although there are certain things that are particular to the women. There are certain responsibilities that are particular to the women that are not upon the men, right? And then likewise there are certain things that are upon the men that are not upon the women. For example, jihad. The military jihad. I'm not speaking about the jihad against one soul. No, the jihad against one nafs, the jihad against the soul, that's for everybody, men and women. But the military jihad, the armed conflict, the armed conflict, this is something that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has placed upon who? The men, not the women. It's placed upon the men, not the women. Naam. And there's certain affairs that are particular to women. Like those affairs that are linked to things that are particular to them, meaning like their menses, postpartum bleeding, and so on and so forth. Things there's certain things that are particular to them. And thus there are rulings that 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 that, that go along with that. Now and it's not upon the men. Why? Because we don't have these situations. Okay? But outside of those 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 few things that are particular to each, the vast majority of all of the responsibilities, then it is upon what? Both of them, equally, the same. It's upon both of them, yeah, I need the same matter, that's what I mean by equal, uh, the same. Because in reality, and this is just, yeah, I mean, uh, so as so there's no discrepancy or misunderstanding, in Islam there is what? There is justice, there is justice, not equality. The concept of equality is not valid either in understanding nor application. It's not valid. This is a concept that is from the tricks of shaitan. But the reality of it is, is that a society 
will never be successful if they call to equality because equality will necessitate injustice. Nah, it necessitate injustice because you, you will have to put things in the wrong place. But Islam, it calls to justice that everything is put in its proper place. It calls to justice that everything is put in its proper place. Let me give you an example. Just so no one is left to wonder, to think what is intended. Would it be fair and just that we treat the one who suffers from a mental retardation like we treat the one who is sound in intellect as relates to crime and punishment? Would that be just? Would that be just? That we penalize the one who does not have a sound intellect like we would penalize the one who has a sound intellect? Would that be just? And of course we'll come and we'll say, well no, it won't be just. We can't treat them both exactly the same. Okay, so then there's no equality in that regard. Because if there was equality in that regard, we would treat them both exactly the same. Which will necessitate what? Injustice. This is why Islam doesn't call for equality. It calls for justice, that everyone is treated in a just manner. So this is just another example to show you the superiority of Islam and to show you the inferiority and the complete contradictory, contradictory manner of those un-Islamic systems. When it comes to the rules and the regulations, for the most part, the men and the women, they are the same. Well, I can for Jumla, the Sheikh says for Jumla, a Rajul, a Mara, so what? That the men and the women, they are the same in Ibadah. As relates to obeying Allah, they are the same. They both have to obey Allah. They're both the same in reward. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't reward the women in a manner that He don't reward the men, nor does He reward the men in a manner that reward the women. They both get rewarded with a, a outstanding and good uh, reward. Now, the reward for the good doers is gender. It's not a, a part in gender for men and a part in gender for women. Yeah, the men and women will be inside of their gender. Alhamdulillah. Likewise, in punishment, they're both punished. If they do evil, they do bad, they commit disbelief, they be disbelievers, polytheists, so on and so forth, then what? Then, waiting for them is the hellfire, whether they man or women. Waiting for them is the hellfire. Allah Ta'ala, He says, فَاسْتَجَابَ لَهُمْ رَبُّهُمْ So their Lord answered their supplication. Their Lord answered their supplication. Ma'am, saying, أَنِّي لَا أُضِيعَ عَمَلَ عَامِلٍ مِنْكُمْ مِنْ ذَكَرٍ أَوْ أُنْثَى Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He responded by saying, Never shall I allow the deeds of any of you to be lost. Be they man or, or woman, be they male or female, be they male or female, I will never allow the deeds of any of you to be lost, whether they are a man or a woman, a male or female, will not be lost. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says, You are from one another. Meaning, the men and the women, what? You from one another. You are together. Huh? You're one. فَالَّذِي هَاجَرُوا وَأُخْرِجُوا مِنْ دِيَارِهِمْ وَأُوذُوا فِي سَبِيلِي وَقَاتَلُوا وَقُتِلُوا 
So thus the one who he has migrated and would and, and, and were driven out of their homes, those who migrated, those who made hijrah, and they were driven out of their homes, and those who were harmed in my cause, those who were harmed in my cause, those who were harmed only because they was Muslims and they believed in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they were harmed in the way of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, be they male or female. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says those who those who fought and those who were killed. Verily Allah will expiate from them their evil deeds. Allah will expiate from them, be they men or women, men and women. Allah will expiate for them their evil deeds and emit them into gardens under which rivers flow. And emit them into gardens under which rivers flow. In this ayah, it can be found in Surah Ali Imran. In his verse 195. It can be found in Surah Ali Imran in his verse 195. This also is for homework. So as to recap, so as to recap for the homework, Be Surah Baqarah 223, Surah Al Fatih verse 23, and now Surah Ali Imran verse 195. To further explain how the men and the women they are dealt with in the same manner. They're dealt with in the same manner. They'll be rewarded. Those who do good for amongst them. And they will be punished. Those who do evil for amongst them. The Shaykh Yuzani says, Farrijal. So the men, you have from the men, Mu'minun wa Muslimun. You have from the men, believing men, and Muslim men. Women and Nisa. And from the women, we have Mu'minat wa Muslimat. And from the women, we have believing women and Muslim women. Women al Rijal. From, from the men, we have Muhajirun. From the men, we have those who have migrated for the sake of Allah. Women and Nisa. And from the women, we have Muhajirat. We have those women who have migrated for the sake of Allah. And they are the same in reward. They are the same in reward as relates to that. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he says, Man amila salihan, man dhakirin aw untha wa huwa mu'min, فَلَنُحْيَنَّهُ حَيَاةً طَيِّبًا وَلَنَجْزِيَنَّهُمْ أَجْرَهُمْ بِأَحْسَنِ مَا كَانُوا يَعْمَلُونَ This also is for homework. This is from Surah Al-Nahl in this verse 97. 
Surah An-Nahr verse 97. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says what means and whoever does good from males or females whoever does good from the males and the females and they are believers they are those who believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala they are those who are Muslim they are those who are Muslim as as the ulama they explain and they mention that uh, every good deed in order for it to be accepted it must be preceded by the shahadatin it must be preceded, in other words, it must be preceded by a person being Muslim. And then, has to be in compliance to the sunnah of the Prophet in order for it to be accepted. If one or both of those are missing, then it's not accepted. So, whoever does good from the males and the female, who? Muslims. Muslims. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says that we shall give unto them a good life. Now, we shall give unto them a good life. Good life comes from what? From being obedient to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, from worshiping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So for the man and the woman, if they are obedient and worship Allah and they worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then for them what will be a good life? Not just a good life in this world, right? But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says, وَلَنَجَزِيَنَّهُمْ And then we shall reward them. We shall reward them. What kind of reward? We shall reward them. أَجْرَهُمْ We shall reward them. Their reward. We will pay them in full for what they have done. We will, we will give them a reward. A reward according to the proportion of what? Yes, then. A reward according to the proportion of what? It's not a reward of averages. You understand what I'm saying? Because see, with the average, what you do? You take a person's high score, and you take what they low score, and then you come up with an average, and then they get rewarded according to whatever the average is. You understand? So the average is going to be what? It's going to be above their worst, but less than their best. You understand? That's like what grading on a curve. You understand? It's going to be uh, more than the worst, but less than the best. You see, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He does not reward the believers like that. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says that He shall reward them what? He shall reward them in proportion to the best of what they used to do. You understand? The best deed that, that, that a believing man he does, the best deed that the believing woman she does, their reward will be in proportion of such. Won't be in proportion to when they, you know, when they didn't do that well. But it will be in proportion to what? To the best of what they used to do. Right? This is a reward that none of us can afford to want to pass upon. None of us can afford to lose that. No, no one with his right mind would want to jeopardize that or, 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 or to lose out on that or to not be qualified from receiving that. You understand? Allah. Allah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala coming on any type of any uh, ambiguities as relates to how the men and the women they are equal, they are yani, uh, equal and how they will be rewarded they'll be rewarded in the exact same way you understand those of them who do good 
they'll be rewarded in the exact same way. And, and obviously on the flip side, they'll be punished, those of them who do bad, yeah, in the same way. They'll be punished with the hellfire. But so as to show that there's no discrepancy between that which is waiting for the good doers, be they male or females, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and this tool is for homework, this is Surah Al-Ahzab, and this is verse 35. And I, and, I, and, I, and I realized the homework this week is, is a lot a lot more than uh, last week or the week before last week. But we had off last week, so this makes up for it, inshallah. We had off last week, so this makes up for it. And the week, and, and the week before that, the homework was very light. So inshallah, and it just keeps us busy with good. It keeps us busy with good. But this ayah here, this ayah here from Surah Al-Ahzab, this is ayah, I mean all the ayat are beautiful, but this is an ayah that bihnilahi ta'ala when we when we tackle this homework, we can utilize it inside of our prayers. We can utilize it inside of our prayers, inshaAllah ta'ala. Yeah? And those who want to do a couple ayat after it or before, yeah, that's good too. That's good too, alhamdulillah. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He says, إِنَ الْمُسْلِمِينَ وَالْمُسْلِمَاتِ وَالْمُؤْمِنِينَ وَالْمُؤْمِنَاتِ وَالْقَانِتِينَ وَالْقَانِتَاتِ وَالصَّادِقِينَ وَالصَّادِقَاتِ وَالصَّابِرِينَ وَالصَّابِرَاتِ وَالْخَاشِعِينَ وَالْخَاشِعَاتِ وَالْمُتَصَدِّقِينَ وَالْمُتَصَدِّقَاتِ والصائمين والصائمات والحافظين فروجهم والحافظات والذاكرين الله كثيرا والذاكرات أعد الله لهم مغفرة وأجرا عظيما الله سبحانه وتعالى says what means and verily those Muslim men and Muslim women those believing men and those believing women, those obedient men and those obedient women, those honest men, those truthful men and those truthful women, those patient men and those patient women, those humble men and those humble women, those men who give sadaqah and those women who give sadaqah. Those men who give charity and those women who give charity. For the men and women who give charity. For those men who fast and for those women who fast. For those who preserve their private parts from the men and from the women. Those who remember Allah much from the men and from the women. Allah has prepared for them. Allah has prepared for them forgiveness and a great reward. Forgiveness and a great reward. فَقَالَ شَيْخْ اللَّهُ تَعَالَى فَوَعَدَ اللَّهُ سُبْحَانَهُ وَتَعَالَى من الجنسين الذكور والإناث 
وعدهم المغفرة وأجر العظيم على هذه الصفات التي ذكرها سبحانه وتعالى Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the shaykh he says has promised has promised both from both sexes males and females Allah has promised them forgiveness and has promised them a great reward for those who are upon the characteristics and the description that was aforementioned inside of the ayah Now, that were aforementioned where? Inside of the ayah. So it is a must if we want to be good Muslims to adorn ourselves with the characteristics that are mentioned here in this ayah. That is for homework. Surah Al-Ahzab, verse 35. And then the shaykh, he goes on in his tremendous advice. But, bithnillahi ta'ala, So as to not go on too long and to put too much more homework upon your plate, نتوقف هنا. We will stop here. فنتفي بهذا القدر. الصلاة والسلام على أمين محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين. وجزاكم الله خيرا.